0: In this episode of the Smart Community Podcast, I had a fascinating conversation with Smart City Speaker and Digital Business Strategist, Kim Alvarez. We discussed his technical background in telecommunications and engineering, as well as his career working on a range of big projects for the government, companies and other private organisations. Kim shares how working on Barcelona City smart city projects sparked his interest in this space and why having smart citizens in the smart community is so important. We discuss his work with Barcelona City, including the four agents they look at when developing an ecosystem of integration within the smart place. Kim also talks about his upcoming five-city tour of Australia, where he will share more information about his work with Barcelona City and teach his own methodology of developing digital projects. Kim is brought to Australia by Delos Delta. Finally, we talk about emerging trends and why it's so hard to predict the future. As always, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Welcome to the smart community. Smart regions, smart towns and smart cities. It's where we live work and play with smart communities. The future starts today. Big data, smart mobility, emerging trends The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for. Just before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that you can now support the Smart Community Podcast via Patreon. That's patreon.com slash smartcompod with two M's. If you become a patron, you'll get a special episode each month exclusive to supporters. Thank you so much for your support so far. It is my dream for the podcast to be self-sustaining so it can continue to be produced for my smart community no matter what the circumstances. Enough from me, on with the episode. Hello, Kim. How are you?
1: Hello. Very good. Thank you very much.
0: Ah, that's awesome to hear. Let's jump straight in. And can you tell us about your background and what you're passionate about?
1: My background basically is a technical background. I'm an engineer in telecommunications and all my professional background is basically in software development with uh, digital applications for 20 years now. And uh, I have been always working for big companies, developing big projects, mainly for governments and big and private organizations. And, uh, for example, I started working with Ethos Origin, developing uh, the software for the Olympic Games. Actually, and very funny, it was the Olympic Games of Sydney 2000 when I started working. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and um, later, I started working for a big private uh, German multinational organization where we were developing the ERP software solution. Like, for example, SAP that you might know.
0: Yep, another one.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning, right? And for those who doesn't know what I'm talking about, typically is about a suite of integrated applications to manage the core business of a business. And this is the basic idea that can be used also for, for the city and to manage all the all the fields of, of the city. You know? After that I have been working for the systems. T systems is a subsidiary of Deutsche Telecom and I have been working for them like eight years. And my main client it was the national and regional government of, of Catalonia. And I work for all the departments such as education, culture, work, economy and taxes, health, tourism social, and uh, not only developing the vertical solutions for each department, but also developing common shared services like common models to develop applications, to send communications, to public electronic notifications, for example, for citizens, and uh, basic modules that all the departments need to do the basic ingredients of a, of a recycle to make the, the vertical solutions. After that, after working for the systems, that is basically a technology company, I started working for Deloitte. I don't know if you know Deloitte. Deloitte is one of the biggest consultancy firms. Yep. And I work as a manager for health and public services, where I had the chance to develop projects again for the government, but this time from a higher and more holistic and strategic point of view of the developing of the digital solutions for the government. And it was very interesting for me because from that point of view, I had to be, for example, completely updated with the daily news that happens to my clients, basically the government, to propose them solutions to solve the problems where they were involved in each moment, each situation, right? After that, I was hired for the Barcelona City Council. And I think that this is where it comes from my passion for the small city projects, because I was hired to lead one of the 12 smart city projects of the city at that time. And actually, it was the Apps for BCN project. Apps for BCN stands for Applications for Barcelona. It's one of the typical projects that you have in a smart city. Like, for example, you have like Apps for Amsterdam also, or Apps for New York. And the mission of the, the this project, you will like it very much, because actually is managing the community, managing the community, but this time for the entrepreneurship point of view. So the main mission of the absolution it was to transform Barcelona from a humble point of view, like Silicon Valley when it comes to develop digital solution. And um, how we would do that? First of all, using the digital technologies to improve the quality of the life of the citizens and the visitors of Barcelona. Promoting the use of digital applications as a new relationship channel with a smart city, and uh, transforming Barcelona as a laboratory to all the community of uh, entrepreneurs here in Barcelona to develop the new digital solutions and become international showcase to promote the new solutions internationally. So, uh, finally, the mission is to boast Barcelona as one of the leading uh, innovation points innovation cities all over the world when it comes to a smart city solution. Finally, I have been hired again for Deutsche Telekom to help them in the digital transformation process, not only internally, but also externally with the clients. So as you could see, all my technical background, not only in the university, but also my professional background, is based on the development of digital technologies now. And I'm having found now professionally, spreading the word, of uh, all the, the experiences that I had about these fields. And this is one of the things that I'm going to do in March uh, this year, that I'm going to make a tour in five cities of Australia, in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Perth. And I'm going to be there to share the experience that I have uh, with the city of Barcelona, and also to explain a little bit what is my own methodology that I have developed through all these years, about how we can develop these digital projects in a more easy way.
0: Wow. So much there. Um I also have a bit of a note here to ask you about your background outside of smart cities, that you were a national swimming champion at one point.
1: <laughs> well, this is a this is another life that we say, no. Hit. Yeah. So, yeah, I was I was a swimmer, I was a swimmer. The fault the fault is, is of my father, that he was a trainer. He was a, a national trainer and I was the son of the trainer. Okay. So yeah, I was I was I was a swimmer, I was a champion of Spain and I was with the international team. Actually I had a scholarship to participate in the Barcelona Olympic Games in nineteen ninety two, but I gave up earlier to tell the truth because it was a lot of effort and I enjoyed it very much, but uh, I decided that I better go to the university. So yeah, but this is an experience. This is another kind of experience that gives you the culture of effort, you know what I mean, if you can say it somehow, to work on projects or to, to work on your personal and professional life.
0: Nah, excellent. I'll just go back to our to our questions here. You've spoken a little bit about what sparked your interest in this smart cities or smart community space. Can you pinpoint it to a particular moment in time where you went, wow, this is where I really want to work or this is how I really want to work in this smart cities framework, or you know, that you saw that it was really coming to life uh, in Barcelona?
1: Yeah, definitely. I can tell you. When I started leading this project, the absolute project, for me, it was Amazing. And I'm going to tell you why, because I, I was coming from a, that big firm, for example, Deloitte, that I had to sell uh, 1 million projects every year. So my main project was, and my main uh, objective, it was to sell in projects to my clients and my customers. But uh, the main objective of the Apps for VCM project, it was to help to the people to be successful here in the city of Barcelona. So, uh, I have to manage and uh, deal with uh, all the universities, private organizations here in Barcelona to see how we can use the power of the people also, not only of the organizations, to make this ecosystem really strong and to have the ecosystem as a really point of knowledge for everybody. And when you start working in a project that collaborative uh, intention is the main objective of the of the project, you really see what is the power of the people, that they really want to share knowledge, they want to share ideas, and uh, you uh, can amaze with the power of, of the things that you can do together with all the people. Right. And uh, that's why I like it very much, this project, because all the people is willing to present the ideas, to share the ideas, and to find how they can cooperate between all of them. And that's a good thing because it's not more, no, it's not a thing of money involved, but it's a thing of knowledge and ideas involved. After that, we, you can have the money, but the main reason they share ideas and, and knowledge is because they want to know and they want to improve the quality of life of people. And that's a very good objective. It's one of the objectives that I have in my professional career is to use technology to improve the quality of life of the people. I think that technology, if you don't use it for that objective, at the end of the day, it's, it's nothing. It's useless.
0: Mm-hmm, I agree. What is a smart city to you, you think?
1: And A smart city for me is a city that has really the knowledge of what's going on in a city and then you as a major or as a urban planner or whoever you are in the the city council then you take decisions through this uh, information that you have smart for example smart comes from the word intelligent intelligent from latin comes from intent and legere that means that you have the knowledge to take decisions so first of all a smart city would they have to do is to collect and gather all this information that you have here in the city for whatever reason, for the transit, for the pollution. And then you need to really have a balanced scorecard that gives you all the information and you can see the correlations between the things. And when you have all this information, then you can take the decisions. And this is for me a small city. So the basement of a small city is to have the knowledge of all the data that is involved in the management of a city. And later, you can take smart decisions to manage the city. It's not also the data. I will also put the community, the people, the citizen involved in this concept of smart city.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I really like taking it back to intelligent and then the Latin root of that. It's an interesting way to bring it back. I, I really like that. Cool. So why do you think that this concept is so important?
1: Which one exactly?
0: The smart city concept. Why do you think it's so important?
1: Well, I think it's important because nowadays, not only with cities, but I would say worldwide, we have a problem with resources. <laughs> and when I'm talking about resources, I'm not talking about not only about the, the water that we have, the the, the energy, the, the fossil fuels that we that we are using to run the cars and everything, but I'm talking also about space, for example. And in Barcelona, one of the things that we have is the scarcity of space. It's something that you don't have in Australia most of the time because you have a lot of space to build new cities or to grow your existing cities. But here, one of the things that we have is that we have scarcity of space. So whenever you have a scarcity of resources, You have to use your intelligence and be smart to know how you can uh, manage all the resources that you have. It's like the economy that you have at your home. If you have a scarcity of, of money, at the end of the day, you have to be smart how you have to spend your money, right? So I think worldwide has come right now a moment that we have to think about the planet like the heritage of everybody. And we have to take responsibility on all the resources that we have. And we have to use them smart, not like the way we have been using it until now, that I would say that we have a culture of using things and throwing things away. And these kind of things we have to forget about it. It had been working until now, but now we have to think in a, from another point of view, a point of view more smart about managing the resources. And that's why it's so important, the Smart City Project. And also, when you look at the tendencies that they say that most of the people or 75% of the population is going to live in cities. So you have to imagine what kind of density is going to be in, in the cities and how you're going to deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that analogy of if money is scarce, you have to be smart about that, put yourself on a budget, so it's kind of like we need to put our the places we live, the world on on a budget so then we'll have enough resources because we've been just spending willy nilly up up to date, and so we need to go back, look at, take a snapshot of where we're at, and then really be smart with the different elements of a city, different elements of the place that we live, the communities that we live in, and really manage those. And you do that through the smart use of um, technology and data and bring the people along the journey. So then people know that we're on a budget and we can do it in a way that, you know, it's not restrictive, but it's it's just a uh, changing the way that you think. Okay, let's talk about Barcelona. Can you tell us how Barcelona is embracing the smart city concept? Obviously, talking about some of the projects that you're working on and like overall as a city, how is Barcelona embracing this concept?
1: Well, Barcelona is embracing the concept of the the communities, for example, like I told you before, with uh, two main, uh, I would say three lines of action. First of all, we are working on on this concept of gentrification, that means that we have a really massive amount of population here in in Barcelona, not only for the citizens of Barcelona, the Catalan Catalan people, but also for the tourist people. And we have a problem here. So um, one of the things that we are working on is in this line of action. Another one is we have a problem, for example, that is called the future Digital Society. And we are working on how we can involve to the citizen in the management of the city. So like in any other fields, like for example, in health, we have the expert passion, patient, that means that the patient have to have a little bit more order on responsibility on their health. So we have the same concept here, and we think that the citizen have to have a little bit more of a responsibility also in the management of the city, bringing data and uh, defining the problems uh, or evaluating the, the solutions that the government can give to the citizens. We have like a mature model here in Barcelona, and we will. I would say that we have like three levels when it comes to smart cities. And uh, the first one is when you have a, a smart city that goes after the big multinationals like IBM or Cisco, where they try to sell their solutions oriented to the smart cities. And then you have another level where the government takes the leading of the smart city development, and then they tell to the big multinationals what they have to do to accomplish the requirements that they have. And the third level for me and for here in Barcelona is when the citizen really, I would say not manage the city, but uh, helps a lot in managing the citizen, either the the living here in Barcelona and to give the opinion of the public policies and all the actions the government is taking over here.
0: Interesting. I'm really keen to hear about what you plan to do when you're in Australia in March. Can you talk a little bit about that and what kind of um, experiences you really want to bring uh, with you and share with the Australians that come to your I, I, I think it's workshops and sessions?
1: Definitely. One of the things that I want to do here in, in, in Australia, I want to make a, a different event when it comes to a smart cities. A little bit different than what I have been seeing all over the world. You can uh, make an event where you explain all the experiences that you have. Like, this is one of the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to explain all the experiences that we have here in Barcelona and which are the latest trends that we have. Or they are explaining here in the Smart City Expo and the Mobile World Congress that we have at in March. So I will explain where are the best practices here in Barcelona. but I also will make a little bit of training and a little bit of hands-on experience with the methodology that I have already developed, you know, that is related with the smart series and the digital uh, development of solutions, right? I have developed my own, uh, what I call the digital value canvas, and It's about uh, thinking about the technology. W- what are the solutions that you came out of the technology, but without thinking of the technology? And I will give you an example for that. One of the things that the digital uh, technologies is uh, allowing to the to the people is for example, the participation participation. you will, you will ask me how, for example, because for example uh, in Facebook, we all work for Facebook, for example, putting content every day, right They put the platform and we put all the content now. So this is one of the new things that we have in our society, the are new, and how how the people can participate. So one of the things that you have to think whenever you build a new digital solution for your small city is how you can make the citizen involved in that service. So this is only one of the points of the uh, digital value canvas, but you have a lot more, how you give the services to the people in the right moment, in the right space for the right channel, and so on. This is the kind of things that we're going to do in our event. So first of all, we would be talent experiences of Barcelona and Europe in general about smart cities, and then start working on this training that I'm going to do. First of all, explaining the, the methodology. And after that, in the afternoon, we will do so much success with the challenge that the people, the participants can bring of their own city. So an experience that you can learn a little bit, not only what is going on all around the world, but also how you can use this methodology in your day-to-day basis.
0: Oh, it sounds really interesting. I'm sad that I won't be here. I'll be overseas at, um, when you're in Australia.
1: Oh, what a pity. Okay.
0: But anyway, we'll catch up when I'm in Barcelona. Okay. I think that really leads on to this next question. Obviously, in Barcelona, you've done so much um, in that space. And how, what are your thoughts about integrating across the different disciplines? So, the government, industries, academia, the citizens, you would have had to do a lot of that building this Barcelona smart city. So. How do you think we can do that in a better integrated way, or what are some of the you know methodologies or tricks and tips that um, you used in Barcelona?
1: Here we have what we call the four legs, and that means that uh, for us is important that four agents uh, they are in, inside of the scene, and that means that first of all you have to be the government, second one you have to be the universities, then you have the private companies. And later, you have the citizen. And you have to manage all these agents in an ecosystem to work all together. And I think that, first of all, what you have to clarify is the role of each one of them. And first of all, the government, the main mission of the government, is to put the rules on the table. And to put the rules on the table now is very, very important. And mostly when it comes up in the scene. Concepts like artificial intelligence. There is a lot of work to do with artificial intelligence when it comes to ethics and how you're going to develop this technology to benefit the citizen and not to be against the citizen. So first of all, you have to be the government uh, that puts the the law on the table. Second one, you have to be the university. The the university, it's... uh, Point of knowledge and research and investigation, they have to be commercialized. They have to be uh, put it on the market, but now on by the private companies. Okay. And then it uh, comes the the citizen. That is the last one, but is is the most important actually. Because is uh, the one who's going to tell you the requirements that they need. They will give you help on defining the problem, on defining the solution, and finally, evaluating the solution. And the, those are the four elements, the basic four elements that have to be related in the smart city development. And they have to deal with all of them. And the government has to be in the, in the middle of all these ecosystem together with the mm,
0: No, I like that. And I think it's so true. And I think once we, we realise that, we'll be able to kind of have a more, in Australia, more integrated approach when we do these smart city projects or what I like to call smart community projects, because it's not necessarily just in the big cities. We have lots of projects um, and things happening in our regional areas as well. As you mentioned, we're such a large country. We have a lot of people still like, living in the regional areas and, and there's lots of really smart stuff going on there.
1: Yeah. Of well, course, at the end, you can use solutions from city to city, but also you can use it at regional level. And then, mostly, when it comes to urban transportation. For example, transportation in general. You yeah. know, there are solutions. For example, like Hyperloop, for example, is a transportation solution that you can use it on the city. But I would say that you can use it also to communicate cities. Right? So, the smart cities solution you can use it at regional level and at local levels.
0: What are the emerging trends uh, that you think people aren't talking about enough at the moment?
1: I would say that um uh, digital now is becoming a fast word, like a a buzzword, I mean, like many other words like the big data, artificial intelligence, and all these things and, and but I think that in some years, all of these buzzwords they will become a commodity, and the people they will get used to use technology. And another trend is going to come that is related with biotechnology. I think it, this is really another revolution that is going to happen in our society and is more related about health and the revolution with materials and on our things. And those are trends that still the people is not talking about. Now we are focused on digital and artificial intelligence with data, blockchain and all of these buzzwords that most of the people really doesn't know what it's all about, but all of them talk about. And uh, But uh, like I said, one of these days, one of these years, all of this technology is going to become a commodity, and the people is going to start talking about what they can do with this technology and the materials. And uh, we will have what uh, what Richard Florida says, uh, the creative class of citizens. When we have all the knowledge of the technology and what we can use, how we can use all this technology, at the end of the day, what we have is a creative society with the knowledge of technology. For example, when I was, when I started in the university, studying engineering and telecommunications, you know what was the comment of the people? The, 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 really, the thing that they said to me, oh, I couldn't stand in front of the computer the whole day. That was the message that I had when I told to the people that I was going to engineer of telecommunications. Now you tell me who's the one who's not in front of the computer every day. It doesn't matter in what kind of field you're working. Everybody's on the computer. So in the future, everybody will know how to use advanced analytics. Everybody will know how to use data and artificial intelligence. The secret, it will come of the knowledge that you have in your own field. It could be health, it could be culture, it could be communications, what you're doing now, but you will be an expert in artificial intelligence without knowing the the the, the, the founding of the of the technology. You don't need it. You only need the functionality of that of that technology, right? So all of the people will be expert in technology and they will use it in their own field.
0: Mm. It's like I guess for podcasting, like for me. I do a podcast, but I don't know how all the bits and pieces, every single one each of the components work or whatever. I just use it and no one's gonna ask me.
1: Exactly. You drive a car and I don't know everything about the engine.
0: That's really interesting. I really like that.
1: You cannot predict the future if you don't know which who which elements you will count in the future. For example, it was in a study made in the nineteens, early in the nineteenth, and they asked how is it going to be in New York in 15, in 50 years? And in that moment, the cars, they didn't exist. And the result of the, of the study, it was that the city of New York, it was going to be plenty of sheep horse because they thought that <laughs> all of the people is going to be with, with horses in the city. And because they didn't know there was going to be someone called Ford that was going to invent the car. So how they could pretend to predict the future without knowing about this invention of the car. It's really difficult, right? So nowadays, and that we have this exponential evolution of the technology, we don't know what kind of Facebook or what kind of technology or hyperloop or what kind of technology is going to be in the future, There is going to be again changing totally, you know? So the only thing that we could talk about is about the ethics and the law that we want to put on the table that will help us to build this future. I think this is the trend that we have to think about, the ethics and the law.
0: Mm -hmm, To really shape the way that we want our smart communities to be.
1: Exactly.
0: It's been so great to chat with you, Kim. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to catching up in Barcelona.
1: Thank you very much. And I hope to see you here in Barcelona. If you cannot come to our events in, in March in, in Australia,
0: we'll work something out for sure. I just have one last question, which is how can people connect with you?
1: The people can connect me through LinkedIn, through Twitter. And um, those are the basic, the basic through vias that you can connect with me.
0: No worries, we'll put the links in the show notes so people can click away and find you. Thanks so much again for coming on to the Smart Community Podcast. Look forward to talking to you again soon.
1: Thank you very much to you for inviting me to speak here in your, in your podcast. I like it very much and it has been a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Thanks so much. Talk soon.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Smart Community Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes are available on our website, mysmart.community. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests, you can email hello at mysmart.community or find us on the socials. We are on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter at smartcompod. That's com with two M's. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review at wherever you listen. This really helps us reach more ears. So thank you in advance. As always, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. The Smart Community Podcast is what you're looking for.